Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. It's Tuesday the 11th. Monday the 11th. Monday the 11th. Excuse me. Just taking the day off everyone's <laughs> lives. Uh, I'm joined by Anthony Agogo, who this morning uh, announced his retirement from boxing. How's that feel? Um, horrible. It feels like uh, just the biggest kick in the nuts, mate. I'm trying to like repetitively. For 18 years, I've, I've wanted to do one thing, and that's just be a boxer. And um, I've had that kind of like that, that dream, that dream career, that dream life just kind of cruelly ripped away from me. Um, it's, it's been tough, mate. Before we start, I do want to say congratulations, mate. I'll shake your hand. I remember. At Olympic Games, you messaged me after asking to do an interview with me, and I was um, at a time you were kind of on the way up. And to see you now, mate, getting hundreds of thousands, millions of hits on YouTube, mate, done a really good job. So thank you for not just myself and half of all boxes for kind of broadca- broadcasting our our journeys, you know, the struggles and the good times. So people, you're you're a mini celebrity yourself, but uh, people genuinely like just the random members of the public get to know us way better now because guys like you so massive thank you mate really appreciate it well I appreciate you saying it you really don't have to say it because I refer to myself as just an idiot with a camera with the ability to ask questions sometimes but even by doing that mate like people you you enable the people at home watching this you enable them to get to know us better and get to know our our struggles and our journeys and and therefore there was Unfortunately, no. I no. It's not going to happen for me now. But let's say someone good, like a George Groves wins the world title. Now, people, the viewers watching I film, they they know him more because they've seen him talk about his downtimes, his uptimes. So it means more to them, and I know that means more to the athletes as well. So, uh, mate, done a really good job. So. I appreciate you saying. Um, yeah, it's uh, say it up and down 
career for you from what it was um, and I'll say from what it was because you nowhere kind of achieved anything in a, in a professional stance to what you were dreaming when you kind of won that bronze from the Olympics um, and through circumstances not in your control uh, you're having to call it a day so um, it's been it seems I mean following you on social media over the last three years or so it seems like it's kind of been a real kind of say a struggle putting it mildly uh, yeah yeah and, that, and that's just that's just some of the stuff I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to talk about like legally there's a lot of things I, I, I can't talk about um, which is which is rubbish because you know me mate and the people at home know me like I'm a very open honest young man I just want to kind of tell the world what I've been able to go through but I'm actually just not allowed to say some stuff um, not yet one day mate we'll have a proper sit down and I can uh, I can tell the world everything I've been through for the last two and a half years but you know, um, I, I can't at the moment. But it has been a struggle. It really has been a struggle. I mean, I genuinely never thought my never thought my last fight was going to be my last fight. Um, so even a month ago, three and a half weeks ago, before I started sparring again, well, before I had two spars, I thought I was in the box again. And all the struggles that I've been through in the last two and a half years, but my entire boxing journey, were going to be. I was going to sit in a press conference one day and say this happened to me and that happened to me but it's all gone now i'm boxing for the world title and when i stood there in the turnbuckle with the world title above my head like all those bad times in my life were gonna be obliterated from that one glorious moment now that moment's never gonna come for me now and even just me saying that i mean I've, i i pressed send on the press statement an hour, an hour ago so this is still very raw and hard for me to talk about, but um, yeah, it's, 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 it's generally devastating, it really, really is. Um, really, oh, it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking forward to today to admitting it, you know, admitting it to the world that I've got to call it a day. Um, but all we can do as human beings is, is all we can do is do our best with the cards we're dealt, right? And I've been dealt a real shoddy set of cards time and time and time again, and I've done the best I could possibly can do with each hand. And, um, yeah, and you know, we can you can sit, sulk, cry, whinge about it and be bitter. Something that I've done a fair bit in the last two and a half years or even prior to that. Or you can go, do you know what? I gave my best shot with the, with the cards I was dealt. I'm gonna smile, I'm gonna move on to the next challenge and, that, and that's what I'm being forced to do. I don't wanna spend any more time feeling any bitterness inside my body it's not good for me it's not good for my soul it's not good for me emotionally i've got to like just finally now today today announcing and making it public to the to the world it's about this this dream that i've got this dream that i've been shackled to for the last two and a half years i've been trying to i've been trying to grab it and every single time i get close it gets pushed further away it's been unattainable today is about cutting the shackles off and and as heartbreaking as it is, move on with my next chapter of my life, you know. Because when I first announced this to my team a week and a half ago, we sat in this very room and I told the guys there, I called a meeting with the team, and I think they thought I was going to say, right, I'm back in, who, who am I fighting? It's very different to that. I sat there, a couple of tears shed down my face. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, it's just, as, as you can tell, mate, it's still very raw and honest, open, very new for me, very real. And I'm struggling to even, I'm struggling to even like say the words and I'm going off on different tangents. It's just really shit. It's fun to be mate, it's really shit, but um, 
I'm trying my best to, to smile as much as I can and and to be a positive, be as positive as I possibly can be. Uh, before we talk about your last fight uh, with uh, Craig Cunningham, how are your eyes at the moment? Day-to-day um, -day vision. Yeah, so, Nothing to do with boxing, just yeah, your day-to-day your -day living. Yeah, how are your eyes? So, I've had seven operations on my eyes in two and a half years, seven, four in America. Um, I've, I've spent more money on my eyes than I ever earned in the boxing ring. I've remortgaged my house, I've sold my car to pay for surgery because I always thought I was going to go back in the boxing ring and become world champion. Um, hasn't to be. My eyes, so up until three, I started sparring three and a half weeks ago and prior to that they were, they were pretty good. After the seven operations they were pretty good. There's some places, I can be very, I can be very honest now because I'm never going to box again. So I've been quite coy in the media because I didn't want to say something and then I fight somebody and then he does what I can't do, but I can't look up and this left eye doesn't look up now, now anymore. So any right hands over the top would have got me, you know, I, and I, I didn't want to say that obviously. Um, I can't look down, I can basically just look straight. And when I move around, I get, my, my eyes don't work together anymore. I've had seven operations, I've had two injections, they've been damaged so severely that they just don't work. Like headlights in the car, they don't look together, they look in different places, so I always get double vision. Three and a half weeks ago, they were pretty good. I started sparring. I got hit with the right hand that I didn't see coming. And that that was the dawning realization that I just I just can't do this. I cannot get hit with shots that I didn't see coming. Like if you hit me with a shot because you weren't it, then that's boxing or fair play. But I can't get hit with shots that I didn't see coming. And you saw you mentioned the Cunningham fight. In my last fight I boxed Craig Cunningham. He hit me with shots that I just did not see coming. Like, I didn't know I was being hit until I got hit, until I felt that little explosion on my chin, on my head, on my hands. I did not see the punches coming. I was throwing and missing by a country mile, something that I just do not do. Um, there's two, I mean, I've, that, was, that was one of, if not the worst nights of my life. Um, it, it, was, it, was, it was horrible. And I'm a boxer, I'm a fighter, I love fighting. I fucking love fighting and, and being in a fight and hating every second of it. I did not see where he was, and I was getting hit with shots I did not see coming, it was horrible. There's two things in the fight I remember. One point he was there, I could hear him, breathe, I could hear him breathing, because my this point, my eyes were just gone, and I was boxing off instinct alone. I could hear him breathing heavily, and so I thought he must be close. I had bad double vision. One eye was down here, one eye was up here, and this eye was twisted, so this eye was, this eye was like that. If that was a square, it'd have been, kind of to make it, make it, if that was a square, it'd have been, my eye would have been, like like a, like a diamond, the left eye was twisted 30 degrees in, so he was like, I'm boxing a guy who's standing here, he's also standing up here, but this one's lying down like on the side, I'm getting hit, and I didn't, but what the odd thing was, both eyes, it wasn't like one eye was giving me a false reading, both eyes are telling me where he is, but they're not working together, and I don't want to bore you with all the ins and outs, but to get, to know that you're there, Coogan, both eyes got to work together for, for depth, right? When they're not working together, I had no clue where he was in space. That's why, that's why at one point he was there, him even, I threw a white hook and I thought I'm gonna knock him out with this hook. He's right there. I missed by a country mile. It was the other eye where he was, almost did a pirouette. And another time in one of the rounds, because my, because, because he kept hitting me with shots, I didn't see coming. My left arm was just tight, it was so tight, right? just blocking shots, so I kept, hearing, kept feeling bang, bang, bang. And at one point, my arm got like, the whole fight, but at one point in particular, my arm was so 
just heavy with lactic acid, I pushed away, I thought my good, to create some distance, I'm a good six feet away now. I shook my hands down just to relax, and he's gone, he's gone whack, back and right down the pipe. And I've gone, what the fuck, where is he? I was so sure he was there, and I just didn't know where he was. And I was getting hit with shots, he didn't see coming, and I said it was, the, it was the worst night of my life. And like Craig Cunningham, all due respect to him, I take nothing away from me. He turned up that night in his home city, he came to fight, he brought the fight. He was, <laughs> He was very fortunate to get me. After the fight, I was 78% visually impaired. I did not, as I said, I couldn't see where he was. I think anybody who knows boxing knows that a fully fit me would have beaten a fully fit him. Um, unfortunately for me, that wasn't the situation, but through all my pain, I'm, I, I'd like to think I'm quite a nice dude. Through all my pain and, and heartache and sorrow that that fight and the stuff before the fight and after the fight has caused me, I'm glad he had a great moment, you know. Even though it's at my expense, I'm glad he had a good moment. He, he, I remember, I think he retired a while back and I think his coach said him beating me that night was like amazing. Again, <laughs> it was at my expense, I was 100%, but fair play to him having a, having a good night, you know, because um, I mean, because boxing's a tough game, it's hard, and you know, I'm, who am I to begrudge anybody their moment? And unfortunately for me, I never got my moment in the boxing ring, but at least, at least he did. <laughs> Just going back to that fight, I think, um Correct me if I'm wrong, I read the moment that Tony Sims decided to pull you out of the fight. Um, he asked you how many fingers he was holding. Yeah, it was so, 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 so basically, so I was medically cleared to fight that night, right? I think some stuff's, again, this is the stuff I can't talk about. I'm legally not allowed. I'd love to sit here and kind of lay all my cards on the table. I just cannot, and it hurts me not to, but. I was medically cleared to fight that night. At the very beginning, something wasn't right. We came together, there was either a forearm or a clash head or something, and my left eye has gone Pfft. After the fight, one of the doctors said to me, your eye socket shattered, shattered. And your eye socket protects the eyeball and the eye itself, and, and the muscles around it. I kept getting whacked in the eye, the eye socket was shattered, wasn't doing its job in protecting the eye. So every single punch I took was damaging the eye and, and, and muscles and that was going further out of alignment. Left eye was getting more damage. It'd have been better me boxing, if it, it'd have been better for me if my eye just shut. I'd have one person in front of me. Because I was trying to look at both, it was a crisis. It was an absolute crisis for me and I had to kind of just bite down the gum shield and just push on and just give, and I'm, I'm all about never giving up. I've never given up anything in my entire life. And Tony said to me after the round, what's, what's going on, mate? You're boxing terribly. See, for that, it's that fight I was sparring John Ryder, the whole whole camp. And John's a real good fighter, really good. He's now fighting for the world title. He's proven time and again, he's, he's up there. He's in the upper echelons of world boxing. I was sparring with John with some real good spars, competitive spars. I was handling them really, really comfortably with doing some good sparring. And I thought, if I can deal with John, then I'm going to be able to like, deal with Craig Cunningham. Because John's a better fighter than Craig. And then, he, Tony had seen what I was doing in the ring day in, day out in the gym with against John. He's watching a totally different fighter. Now, I don't want to say to him, my eye's gone. Because in the back of my head, I knew he, Lee Purdy had boxed once with Demi Jais, and you know, Tony had thrown a towel in. A couple of weeks before, a young man had died in a boxing ring up in Scotland. And I, and I, and I wanted to win the fight because that bell had gone and, and I was in there to, to win. That's, that's what I do. I fight, I dig in over anything. So I could not tell him, oh, Tony, I'm, no, I'm impaired. I was saying, I'm, I'm fine, okay, I'm okay, I'm just having a bad night. And, but he knew I was having a bad night, he knew something else was going on. 
and eventually eventually he kind of caught me out like he and again what I must say I'm, I thank Tony it was heartbreaking being in that five eight rounds of dodgy eyes and at the very end him you know turning the left and throwing us out in it was because I wanted I dug in so much I wanted to do two more rounds I don't I don't quit but Tony looked out for me and my life and my safety and my family's sake, he threw the towel in and I thank Tony for that because any one of those punches could have could have chromatized me, could have knocked me out, could have killed me even. This is boxing, boxing is a serious business. So I thank Tony for looking out for me. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he's just shit. During the fight, if, like I said, you was that visually impaired, what kind of stops you from, and I know fighters. My heart, my yeah, heart, my I ego. I know, you, fighters don't like to kind of, you know, and that's what Tony Sims is there for, to kind of make that call that he probably knows that you're gonna fight until basically it really kind of goes wrong in, in, a, in a different kind of way. So you're in there, but you're kind of obviously reluctant to kind of, think to yourself, I can't fight anymore, I can't. And then we've seen, I'm going to ask you about how similar is your injury to kind of what happened to, to Kel Brook? Um, because I saw some things are saying that, that those injuries were kind of similar, obviously Kel Brook's still fighting, but how? Yeah, and, that's, and, 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 and that my friend is something I cannot talk about because, because legally I'm not allowed to talk about it. And you ask that question me, I've asked that question every single day in my life for the last two and a half years. Why is somebody who suffered two fractured eye sockets in the time I fractured one, why is he back doing it to the highest level, to the best of his ability? That breaks my fucking heart every single day that I can't do, I'm upset, I'm gonna, that I, I can't do what I love to fucking do because of things that happened in the aftermath of that fight. Now, I can't go in any more than that, so I'm gonna get told off, but it breaks my heart because all, all the, the last two and a half years, people haven't seen me, even my, my entire career, I've had 17 operations in my career, 17, under general anesthetic 14 times. The amount of time I had nerve damage in my shoulder, of three shoulder dislocations, four operations on my Achilles, operation on my, on my face, seven of my eyes. You haven't, nobody, I've been off, my last surgery, I went to Boston with myself for two weeks on my own, Operation on both my eyes. I slid in a hotel room for two days. I could not. I could not walk. Both my eyes were glued shut with gunk, with pus, with shit. I woke up, went there five days later, and whilst I was awake, they pulled my eyes around and stuck needles in my eye, and they kept putting anaesthetic in it. But I kept. I felt every single squeeze and wince of the of the scalpel and the tweezers. It hurt like man so much that it upset. It it, it broke my heart. I haven't cried much the last two and a half, two and a half year period. I sat in Boston for five hours because the pain, the physical and emotional pain that put me through was, 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 was it. And I did that thinking, I'm definitely gonna box again. And when I get back there, this this is why I wanna box again. This is why I'm going to boxing because I've been through the lows. I've now got experience the highs. Um, I, can't even ask you, I can't even remember what question you asked me. <laughs> it's one of yours. I, I just wanna re-emphasize that, that I understand kind of uh, off the camera there are some things kind of going on which which means I'm kind of reluctant to kind of ask you and force you into deeper questions as well regarding certain situations regarding whatever so it's not if people are kind of wondering why yeah. I just want to kind of re-emphasize there, are, there yeah. are issues yeah so yeah. yeah there are other issues going on which means I, I which mean Cal 
fractured two eyes, fractured his eye sockets. He had an operation on both eyes, and he's back one operation. I've had seven. I had my problem was same as similar to Kel's, not the same, similar. But potentially, in hindsight, I suppose could have got fixed in one. I've had seven, and it's not fixed. And it's never going to get fixed. So read into that as you will. I can't go any further than that. It's devastating. It's heartbreaking. My career has been snatched from me rather than me losing my career. Hence, when I say the bitterness, hence for a long time with this two and a half year period, I've been, I've been, I've been drowning in the bitterness because I want to do what I want to do. I want, uh, boxing's not just my love. It's, it's, sorry, boxing, it's not just my love. That's unlucky. Boxing is not just my job. It's my love. I've loved this since I was 12 years old. It's what, like, it turns me on. I've never gone to, I've never gone to work a day in my life because I do what I love to do. I've never to, when I'm in camp, I've never to use my alarm clock to wake me up. I'm up. I want to fight. I want to get better. I want to improve. I want to spar. For the last 18 months, I've driven from Essex, my house, to West London every single day, four-hour round trip, and train for three hours with Barry O'Connor because I love boxing. Even not like. Even though I haven't had a fight, I've done it five days a week every single day because I love boxing. And I always thought I was going to get back. Unfortunately, I'm not going to get back. And um, going back to Cunningham, as I said, no, he did. No, he, he he boxed really well that night. Unfortunately, it wasn't. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't 100%. I wasn't me. And that's the hardest thing. What I was saying earlier, I went off on on, on a tangent. I mean, I've had to display every mental and physical, every ounce of determination to get back. In a in the boxing ring, nobody's seen those qualities. No, nobody's seen me perform those qualities in the ring on fight night. No one's no one's ever seen it. Everyone's always seen me. No, yeah, it's just it's just rubbish. No one's seen what I can do. Okay, nobody's seen what I can do. It's it's tough, but um, and I've got to go with it, and I've got to move on to the next chapter in my life. Why did you recently spar? Because all along I've tried to back boxing, like, as people said but, to me. Uh, sorry, just sorry to cut you, Anthony. So before you, you did that spa, were you still optimistic that there was a chance that you could be fighting? 100%. You were, okay. So, like, so, I, so I, sparred, I sparred three weeks ago, right? The morning of that spa, this is it. This is where the journey begins again. This journey hasn't stopped, by the way. I've been every single day, last two and a half years, I thought I was going to fight. I, I, I thought I was going to fight again. Like, the morning of of that spot, this is this is where it begins again, you know, this is this this is it. Everything I've done, the seven operations, I could have they've all been done for me to get get back in the boxing ring and, and to compete once again. So after the one in Boston, the sixth one, my eyes were pretty good. I thought I'm gonna give it another go. I'll give it give it a twelve week spot uh, healing that required and I sparred. I'll hit in the eye with a shot I didn't see coming because the left eye doesn't work properly. My left eye is too slow. I'm looking around, left eye gets there a little bit slow. He got there, he whacked me with a shot I didn't see coming. The same as in the fight. Um, what round was that? In, in, the, in, in, the, in, the, in fight. the fight. Well, my vision was in every fight, every round. I, I, I've blocked the whole. I've lost the whole fit. So you don't know at what point of that Cunningham fight, just going back it to It was there. early, I think it was round two, but if you watch the fight, I'm, I'm doing this, I'm doing this much in all the time. I've never done it before. It's any of my fights, I'm there, boom, boom, resolute. In that fight, I'm kind of doing this because my eyes weren't working together and I was trying to kind of reset my eyes. You keep seeing me lifting my chin and there's a little sweet spot that I got, a little bit of good vision, my chin's in the air. So you keep me doing this, like, from the, pretty much from the, from, from the get-go. Um, 
Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll find a video to talk about because that was the end, and I never thought it was gonna be the end. And they are, yeah, it's just, it's just really shit, mate. It's rubbish. But um, I know I am a really positive person. I am. It's just that this is. I try to be really positive. I try. Yeah. I've. I've on the flip side, right? On, on on the positive side of things, it's very unlucky. Um, it happened to me and all the things thereafter. But I've learned a lot of skills in the last two and a half years that I can now, I can now channel elsewhere, and I can teach these people these skills other people to overcome their own like demons. I've had a lot of messages on Instagram and, and social media, people telling me that like they've been fighting depression, they've been fighting illness. Some guys have had cancer, and watching my never give up attitude, my my spirit to keep going in spite of how dark things seem, that's given them a renewed lease of life to kind of like fight their own battles. And that means so much to me. People with cancer being inspired by my journey. I think it's, that, I said to each one, I said, mate, it's that way around. I'm inspired by you, you know? So, and I've been messaging these guys privately and I've been kind of teaching them things which come natural to me. My determination, my, in, my, my never given attitude. Like, to me, it comes natural. I've been trying to like instill this in other people so they can live their best life, you know? And, so yeah, mate, it's uh, yeah. it's still very raw and, and, and hard for me to talk about. Did you suffer from depression in, in the last three years? Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I mean, um, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not gonna shy away from that. I'm not gonna, I'm not boxing anymore. I'm not, never gonna box. And I haven't got to protect my own. I don't, some things, some boxes don't say things because that they might fight him one day, or they want to like let a cat out of the bag because it might get used against him. But I'm never going to box again now. So any any trolls out there come at me, you know. I've I suffer from depression. Never never taken a um, antidepressant in my life. I overcome it by being mentally strong and overcoming it. And and it was tough. And it was really tough. And I've been as mentioned like this is. It's frustrating because I can't say what I want to say. I can't. I can't go into how low I was and why I was so low. And like without going, it's their fault. It's their fault. A lot of this isn't my fault. A lot of this, I did everything asked of me. I, ne I did everything. I did. I was so diligent in everything I ever do. Yeah, I'm still here, and it isn't fair. But life isn't fair. So you've got to go on with it. You've got as British people. That's what we do. We go on things. Why <laughs> we go on with it? I can kind of like get on with it and, and smile as much as we possibly can. Just kind of listening to you talk now, it seems like, like I said, just from listening to you, that you haven't kind of accepted what's happened yet, and this may take some time. Yeah, yeah. Is that fair to say? Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's, there's a conflict in my head for sure. Look, I've loved this for 18 years, and up until three weeks ago, I always thought I was becoming world champion, and I watched other guys doing it, and I think if they're going to do it, great. Oh, now it's my turn. And I'm never gonna, and I'm never gonna get my, my my chance to do that, my opportunity. So, I am very conflicted, um, and it is hard for me. But this this whole day, announcing it to the to the world, and and having these conversations with you, although they're very difficult me to for me to do, that's all part of the grieving process. I think I've got I've got to do this to get to the other side, um, and it is difficult. It's difficult. It really is. Like I'm very driven and I always have been from 12 years old I wanted one thing to become world champion and that's never going to happen so it will take time for me to overcome that but I say this here and now I will overcome it and I will be a better stronger and more humble person because of it and what I won't do I won't 
allow this to define me. I, I, my, on my growth, I won't be the, the, no, the injured boxer. This is gonna make me, it's gonna be the making of me. I'm, I'm genuinely now, I'm a 30 year old man. I'm gonna become a much better, stronger, more humble person because of it. And I've got all this, all this fire in my belly that I need to channel elsewhere now. I need to become successful at something else. It won't be boxing because of my eyes, but I need to become successful at something else. And also in the last two and a half years, what I have done, I've, I've helped a lot of people. I started off with messages on Instagram, the guy saying to me, you know, I've got cancer, you doing this really inspires me. I messaged them, become friends with them and other people and, and, and it became obvious to me that I've got something in me, innate in me, which is innate and I want to help people overcome their own battles, whether it's illness, injury, disease, whatever. So I want to, this will be the making of me and I want to help as, other, as many other people as I, as, as I can become better versions of themselves as this will make me become a better version of myself. I suppose potentially the fights that you know the current situation with, with Golden Boy etc the earning potential of yourself could have been quite lucrative um, that wasn't to be the case so you kind of supporting all these operations financially that must have been very difficult I mean it's been again it's been the worst two and a half years of my life of had seven operations. I've, I've spent a hundred grand on my eyes operation in the, in the four operations I've had in America. I haven't had an a boxing ring. Nowhere near. I've, I've had. I've generally got friends that stack shelves in Asda. They've earned more money than me in last last in my entire career, last five years. Like I've earned less money than than shelf stackers. Right. I come from very humble beginnings. We didn't have much growing up at all. I've never done this for the money. I've done this because I want the belts. The money's never built to me. I come from nothing. If, if I die of nothing, I ain't that bothered. I did that. The, the hard part for me is, I've never sat here and gone, he's earned this much money. It's gone, he's got the belts and I want the belts, you know? So it's been tough. I've, I've, I've remortgaged my house. I've, I've sold my car to pay for certain surgeries, all because I wanted the box again. And that's just why I'm wired. And that's how much I want it. But, Again, I'll keep going back to the point. Like, what something I've always tried to you know, get across is, I'm 30 years old. I've had a few injuries in my career, in my life, but I'm a 30-year-old young man living in, in, in England, in Great Britain. Like, just that alone means I'm richer than most people on the planet living in third world countries, like dying of dirty water. And like, those guys, I feel sorry for those guys, you know. I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me. I'm just, I'm just a young man doing. His dreams been cut short because of injury. Like, it's you know, in the grand scheme of things, I'm doing well for myself. I'm happy. I'm smiling. I'm healthy. I can't box anymore, sure, but I can, I can now cross the road um, because my eyes enabled me to see, see the world, see the world. So, yes, mate. Um, it's not all, it's not all dim and gloom, you know. That's that's, that's the point I'm trying to make. Do you wish to stay in boxing? I think for my own, I mean, it's just the sport I love. It's not, you know, for my own psyche, I think I've got to step away for a little bit. I think I don't want to be that bitter old man that is jealous of other people achieving my dream, you know. And again, as I mentioned earlier, I'm very open, very honest with my feelings. And I won't be that, I want to be, I want to be better because of this, not bitter because of it. 
So and I think for that to happen, I've got to channel that hunger that I've got into something else and, and, and forge, forge my career in something else. And then I'll, and again, I love this game. I've done it for 18 years with no, with no breaks. I'll come back to boxing at some point, 100%. In what capacity, I, I don't know. Um, but I'll come back to boxing because this, from 12 years old, I, I walked in the gym the first time and I looked around, just the smell, the posters on the wall, and I just, I just loved it. I can't leave that behind, but for the next X amount of time, I've got to go in and just channel this, this, this hunger that I've got, this fire in my belly, channel it elsewhere. So, I, so when I come back, I'm a happy and content man. Uh, I was in this uh, very office probably a month ago and interviewing George Groves, and it just the contrast is incredible just because George kind of had his career, achieved what he did, uh, and there was a little bit of content there that, you know, he would have liked to have obviously, you know, things have gone well, um, right in his last fight, maybe he would have carried on, but listening to you here, it's like literally the mirror opposite yeah. of, of that interview where, you know, I'm not even going to ask you if you've got any regrets because it's... It's, 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 it's tough on regrets because I don't really, what what would I have done differently? I, I don't know, it's just, it's just, it's just, as I said at the very top, you know, you've got to do your best with the cards that you're dealt. And I was dealt these cards. I mean, maybe I was, Virgil Hunter asked me to go and train with him in 2014 and I decided to stay in England. Maybe if I could go back again, I'd go and do that. But had I done that, I mean, I wouldn't have had, I wouldn't have forged the relationships I've made with people over here. So it's a tough one. The reason why, see, George had his career. He turned over 18 and he had a 10, 12 year career. I never did. I'm 30 years old. And of all my 18-year career, I combined it the other day. I've been injured for over six years, over six years of my career. People haven't got the people never got the chance to see what I could really do, and that's 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 the heartbreaking thing for me. I mentioned a minute ago, all those qualities that I displayed on a physio bed when I was lying there wide awake, getting my eyes played around with, all that determination just to bite down on the gum shield and dig in through it. People never someone got to do that in the in the boxing ring, and that's where you win, you know, your hordes of fans. I never got the chance to do it. That's the sad thing, because I'd have been. I've always tried to be a good representative of British boxing. I always tried to talk well and 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 show that. I wrote this in my statement. They're like the old stereotype of boxers: a bit thick, a bit rude, a bit like thuggish. I tried to prove it. That's not what we're like. We're nice, down to earth working class, humble people. And I tried to always to, to portray that when I did my TV programs and stuff that I've done to earn a living, to pay for my mortgage whilst I'm having operations done. I mean, I've always tried to conduct myself really well. And I think had I had the chance to do that in the boxing ring, had the 30, 35 fights that most boxers get, I think I'd have really, people would have let me into the arch, you know? People would have hopefully gone down in, in the, the, the Ricky Hatton, Joe Calzaghe, the Frank Bruno kind of vein where people care about these athletes. And because I'm very honest as well, I'd, I'd like to have thought that like, when I had to retire at the end of my career when I've got loads of belts in front of me, the people feel like, it's gonna sound really cheesy, which hurt in my head as I'm gonna say, like a little bit of their, like when I've, my career died, like a little bit of their life died because I wanted to kind of go on a journey. I'm working class, I come from nothing, like I mentioned a minute ago. I wanted to kind of be the, the people's champion, the everyday guy that's gone out there, worked hard, 
and achieve their dreams and if I can do it, anybody can do it. And that's that's what I wanted to do. And it's just a shame that nobody's gonna get the chance to, to see that. Not, not in a box anyway, I'm, I mean, when I first said to the guys, you know, a week and a half ago, that it's over, um, it felt like the book, the book had shut, the book had shut closed, and that was it. But this is the end of the chapter, not the end of the book. I've still got so many. Un I'm 30. I've still got so many unwritten pages left to go. I'm 30, and as I said, I've got a big, massive desire, burning ambition in my body to go out there and become the best version of myself, and 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 just you know, Forrest Gump. Like Forrest Gump, one of the best films ever. People love him because. He had different. He had different chapters. Now he was a table tennis player. He got to meet the president. He was a. He was in the army. In Vietnam, he 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 was a fisherboat geezer with with, with bubble gum. But I mean, my my journey's been shut here. Now I've got to go and do something else. I'm not going to be that better old man the rest of my life. I'm going to be better. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to have another great life and wherever it is. And and when I come back to boxing, I'm going to come back a happy, content man. And. Um, yeah, I want to try to help as many young, ambitious boxers as, as I possibly can. Okay. Um, I appreciate your time today. And uh, I know that wasn't easy. It's like a little bit of therapy in a way, but, you know, me, yeah. well, a bit of restrictive therapy, shall we say. Um, but, yeah, and no, I appreciate your time and I appreciate your time over the years, to be honest with you. You never shied away from giving IFL any time so props to that and like I said it's just a little bit of a, a shame kind of how things have kind of ended but you uh, are adamant on kind of trying to keep positive throughout all the, the issues that you've had so wish you the best of luck with that and cheers mate hope you kind of find your your thing thank you man cheers cheers appreciate that and as I said when it's all said and done we should uh get together again and have a good old cat, a proper, a proper chat where we can kind of like, you know, leave no stone unturned. I can tell you the whole journey and um, you'll get the first inside scoop, I promise you. Appreciate it. Anthony Gogo, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV and we'll no doubt catch up with you soon. Thank Bro. you. And also I do want to say, this is it now for me, but I'm saying massive thank you to everyone that's, that's just supported me and, and been there for me not just the last two and a half years when I've been fighting to get back in the ring, but my whole journey. I mean, us boxers, it can be a lonely time. It can be a real lonely place, boxing, the boxing ring, in the gym, training, running by yourself. I've always felt like I've got you guys at home supporting me. If you, if you liked me, great. If you didn't like me, great. It's all fun and games. Thank you for bothering about me. And see you, Gogo. -Go. Thank you very much. And like I said, we'll catch up with you, no doubt, soon. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.